Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to AI Audible, the new narrated article podcast from the Anfield Index podcast channel. Tactical Analysis Liverpool Lack the Attacking Ambition to Overcome Wolves by Lee Scott There comes a point in any team's season when we have to take a step back and consider the state of the club from an objective viewpoint. Beyond your opinion of the coaching or playing staff, or even of the ownership, it becomes imperative that even the most passionate football fan is able to think clearly about what is best for the club going forwards. With that said then, how do we view a 2-1 defeat in the FA Cup by championship side Wolves? Well, first all of the positives. No more cup distractions will allow 100% of the coaching time to be dedicated to upcoming league opponents as Liverpool look to chase the title. Younger players like Ajari and Woodburn continue to impress when exposed to first-team football. The negatives? Well, defeat in the FA Cup takes away one trophy that could well have been achievable this season. Young defender Joe Gomez, whilst undoubtedly a talent, looked raw and unprepared for this exposure to the first team. And there's still a dearth of tactically intelligent players in the first-team squad. While some will place the blame on the first-team coach Jurgen Klopp, it is my opinion that he needs to be given more time in order to build the squad further in his own image. I would expect a busy summer of transfer activity from the club. Team news. The team chosen by Klopp for this match at first glance appeared to be an intriguing blend of youth and experience. Once more we saw Karius preferred in goal for the cup competitions, with Mignolet dropping down to the bench. The choice of Conor Randall at right back instead of Trent Alexander-Arnold spoke more to the first team status of the latter than the former, with Arnold now being seen as a regular part of the first team squad. Joe Gomez partnered Ragnar Klavan in the centre of defence and Alberto Moreno slotted in at left back. In midfield we saw Lucas, Sejaria and Wijnaldum, whilst an attack Woodburn started on the right with Firmino on the left and Origi centrally. Wolves started well. It is difficult to analyse a defeat without first of all giving some credit to the winning side. Wolves may be a championship side, but they showed little in the way of an inferiority complex in this match. And they set out to impose themselves on the match from the outset, instead of sitting back and trying to absorb the pressure from the Premier League side. Admittedly, this strategy was probably easier to implement for Paul Lambert's side, given their early goal, which settled any pre-match nerves. From the onset of the match, Wolves were happy to apply pressure to the Liverpool build-up high up the field. The typical structure of the Wolves' press was to utilise only two or three players in the initial movement. 
Now, this meant that there were enough advanced players to make the Liverpool defenders uncomfortable, but there was a deeper structure should Liverpool be able to bypass the initial press. Indeed, it was indicative of the struggles for Liverpool within this game that they struggled so much to play through the initial press from Wolves, even when they had the numerical or positional advantage over their opponents. As well as being proactive by pressing high up the field in their defensive phase, Wolves were also willing to commit resources forward in the attacking phase, as they continually posed problems for the Liverpool defence. Just a little interjection from myself here, probably should have said at the start, Lee has included several images here which would probably be best viewed whilst you're listening to his pieces of insight here on the various tactics adopted by both teams. Now in reference to one of those images. Here you can see a series of potential overload situations across the back four for Liverpool. As Moreno has committed to the wide player of Wolves, we see Clavan moving across to cover the run through the half space. This runner should have been tracked by a Liverpool midfielder, although they are passive in the defensive phase here. You can see that this piece of movement has left the Wolves centre forward in a considerable pocket of space between the two centre backs. This will then attract Joe Gomez over the cover and leave the far-sided full-back overloaded against two Wolves players. Again and again, we would see the Liverpool defence isolated and overloaded in various sections of the pitch. Struggles in the final third. Over the last few weeks, we have seen Liverpool struggle to find adequate penetration in the final third when they are in their attacking phase. This can now, in part at least, be attributed to the absence of Sadio Mane, who should be returning from the Africa Cup of Nations shortly. The most obvious cause for this lack of attacking movement, however, has been the different role given to Roberto Firmino in the last few weeks as they've progressed. The Brazilian forward shone in a central role, playing at times almost like a false nine and dropping in and out of spaces across and in front of the opposition's defensive line. When he is played on the left, there is less selfless movement in the central areas, with Origi still being too raw and Sturge slightly more selfish in his approach to the game. In this instance, the advanced players in the Liverpool move are all more or less static, with no movement to pull the Wolves' defensive block out of position, with Wijnaldum in relatively safe possession of the ball in the centre of the park. Liverpool should be in an extremely strong position. Instead, the two most advanced attacking players are positioned almost on top of one another, with neither looking to move with any urgency into a space or take possession of the ball. The two players off Wijnaldum have the capacity to find space to take possession of the ball, but only in front of the Wolves midfield, who are well positioned to prevent Liverpool from playing through. It's a similar story with Randall in the wide right position, as usually the Liverpool fullback is free and in space with an attacking player occupying the opposition fullback in the half space. Instead, Randall's well marked and unable to make a significant impact on the game. This time, there's a lack of numbers in the final third, and with limited movement ahead of the ball, the man in possession is left with no option but to reset the ball to a deep midfielder instead of looking to take the initiative and move the ball through the opposition lines. With Wolves positioned with a line of four and then a line of five, they were set up to make it difficult for Liverpool to play through. Passing lanes from the man in possession to the two advanced players are both blocked by the positioning and the body shape of a Wolves player. Without vertical runs from midfield to stretch this defensive block, there is little chance that Liverpool will be able to play through. Lack of ambition from Gomez in possession. 
One of the keys to the Liverpool attacking structure this season has been the willingness of the central defenders to step out with the ball and take responsibility for passing forwards into advanced areas and breaking the defensive lines of the opposition. Joel Matip and Dejan Lovren in particular have impressed in this area this season. With that said, you would expect other squad players to have practiced the same movements on the training field. I should start by acknowledging that Gomez has had a hard year and that only recently has returned from long-term injury. That accounts, in my opinion, for the positional mistakes and lack of physical dominance that he displayed in this match. It was in possession, however, that he disappointed me the most. Here Gomez has possession and is taking the ball out into the middle third of the pitch. He has two clear options that would allow Liverpool to move the ball forwards and play from a more advanced platform, thus stretching the defensive structure of Wolves and creating spaces and opportunities for Liverpool to move further up the field. Instead, Gomez chooses option three and dumps the ball short to Lucas. There is nothing wrong with choosing the safe option for the most part, but with Liverpool already behind in the match, there is a need for them to be aggressive in possession and create chances in the final third of the field. Once again, Gomez is taking the ball out from the back. He has a number of options to progress the ball. Options 1 and 3 would allow Liverpool to play from an advanced platform, whilst option 2 would see Gomez drive forwards with the ball to break the opposition lines with his movement. Again though, Gomez chose option 4 instead of being progressive in possession of the ball. Conclusion So where are Liverpool? There are now signs that the club needs to put its recruitment plans in place for next summer. Tactically intelligent players are required in order to make the most of the tactical system that's been implemented by Klopp, not only at the first team level but also at the first tier of possible replacements. The return of Mane should help, but there is a real need for Liverpool to refine their best form in order to continue their challenge for the league title. I should point out that I'm recording this just pre-Chelsea. And with the horror show of the Wolves match that Lee describes here, fresh in the memory, on the back of so many other recent horror shows over a, a condensed period uh, of awfulness for Liverpool Football Club. With that in mind, um, it's tempting to be quite gloomy indeed. And indeed, to look at the analysis done by Lee here, basically backs up what you felt as you watched the game that there weren't the same types of movements being made and that when you take away that top little bundle of players the 13 odd that make up our really really best first choice um, first team squad that things start to get a little bit weaker than we had hoped and than we had thought and you know, in that respect, is it really that different from the 13-14 squad where once we were past, let's say, the first 12-13, well, you know what we had left then. You had Aspas and Moses and guys like that who have not exactly um, stellar contributions to the Liverpool cause to look back on. I do feel sorry for Joe Gomez, who Lee singles out here, to analyse some of the shortcomings of his game. And, of course, Lee puts it in context by saying that uh, he's had a long time out and that, you know, he's not used to necessarily playing with any of those teammates. Um, but it is, it, it, it's, it, it was hard to watch. 
I found it very hard to watch. It wasn't so much necessarily the sort of abject, sort of apathetic look to the team and even at times the manager during the uh, FA Cup match. It was more just to see somebody on whom so many hopes have been pinned in the form of Gomez just struggling you know it was it was tough to watch I th- I'd, I would love to see him getting a run in a in a decent important league game before the end of the season where he can maybe sit in alongside Matip or someone and you know uh, have a, a far more positive return to first team action because there is a player there I think we've all seen that but he did as Lee says look kind of kind of ungainly uh, which has not happened in the past and actually got out muscle on a couple of occasions which again you don't associate with a guy of that um, size and and, 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 and athleticism anyway I'm rambling because Chelsea are coming downfield tonight and I'm like a little child uh, full of nerves so I'm going to go away now and um, I hope when I'm speaking to you again for the next one of these that we're going to have something happy to talk about for the first time in quite a while. Thank you for listening to AI Audible. You can read this episode's article along with many others on anfieldindex.com. You can download our AI channel app on iOS and Android. And you can find all our AI Audible episodes on Twitter at AI Audible and on anfieldindex.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.